Hello, my name is Sam Clements, and welcome to the Love of Cinema, a Picture House podcast, proudly supported by Kia, powering independent cinema. On today's edition of the podcast, a mini episode, this is a special little interview. It's worth subscribing to the feed because occasionally a filmmaker or an actor or a writer or a director or a somebody uh, involved in a movie will be available and, uh, and we'll have a chat with them and we'll just pop it out on this bonus feed and we'll have a chat just about their project in addition to our monthly review shows which cover a, a more sort of wide range of films. Anyway... That's the admin out of the way. <laughs> On today's edition of the podcast, we are joined by the co-writer and the director of the brand new film Bottoms. Bottoms came out in the US earlier in the year, and I think a lot of UK fans uh, who read US criticism or US critics or listen to podcasts from America were looking longingly at Bottoms, wondering when it would come to the UK. Well, I'm very pleased, listeners, to say Bottoms is in cinemas right now, the 3rd of November. It's at your local picture house, and it's a hoot. It's a blast. I loved Emma Seligman's first film, Shiver Baby, which was also based on a short of the same name. That is where her and Rachel Sennett, the star of Shiver Baby and star of Bottoms, as well as co-writer of Bottoms, uh, met and, and started working together. And, and I love seeing how this collaboration has evolved over the years, and, and, and I cannot wait to see what they cook up next. But Bottoms is a hoot, and it's it's quite a different film to Shiver Baby. It's it's a big bawdy comedy. It's a high school comedy with a with a queer edge and quite a violent edge. There's a there's a Fight Club is a is a central part of the film that the girls form in the in the movie. The leads form in the movie, and yeah, I mean it goes places. It's uh, it doesn't hold back. It doesn't hold back. It lives up to that Fight Club premise. I will say it's and it's just fun. Uh, it's like ninety or so minutes long. It's got a great soundtrack of of, of bangers. Lots of good needle drops. Uh, lovely original music by uh, a collaboration with Charlie XCX. Also, yeah, thumbs up from Sam. It's a thumbs up from Sam. It's in cinemas right now, and and I really admire Emma Seligman's work. And it was such a thrill to talk to her while she was in the UK to uh, to promote the film. So let's go to our chat now. This is me and Emma Seligman talking about Bottoms. Could the ugly, untalented gaze please report to the principal's office? Guess that's you guys. I'm gonna expel you both for committing a crime against Jeff. Get out of the car. You can't tell me what to do. Get out of the freaking car. We were just practicing for a self-defense club. So it's like a fight club? Yes. Just stay in your lane until you're munching Beaver at Wesleyan. Yes, sir. Hello, Emma. Welcome to the Picture House podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's lovely to have you on the show here in person in London as well. Very yeah. exciting. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking to each other face to face. It is nice. Like, we've done so many interviews for this podcast over Zoom over the years, like especially with the pandemic. And, and it's great that you have a bit of lag on the internet and all that sort of stuff. Totally. <laughs> yes. It's, it's something that I, I feel like I don't appreciate how how much I preferred having in-person conversations until I'm actually <laughs> having them. <laughs> and then I realize how much we're missing out on when we do Zoom. But yeah i guess it's it's similar the last time i, I spoke to you two for a different show uh, about your first film shiver baby and and now we're talking about new film bottoms but i guess the pandemic and, and talking in person is sort of similar to how they're being released obviously yeah. shiver baby was a <laughs> pandemic film it went to a streaming platform a lot of people saw it on their computers bottoms is having a full theatrical rollout and people are getting to see it in movie theaters uh, how does that feel for you as, as, a, as a filmmaker so rewarding and and so cool. I feel like you never know sort of how your movie is going to get into the world, if it's going to get into the world at all, especially when you're making 
independent films and then and then even still when it's a, a movie uh, on a lower ish budget so to know that it's coming out in theaters and people are seeing it in person is is amazing and something that's somewhat rare or, or, or something that you at least can't expect for mm. sure for your movie so i'm very happy that it's it's coming out especially in theaters in the uk because movie was amazing uh, you know which of a baby but it wasn't it wasn't in theaters so i'm happy to have this experience and i think this film lends itself to being seen in theaters i was lucky to go to a preview saw it with a packed audience and you know there was lots of laughter and, and giggling and like cringing and all that sort of good <laughs> stuff <laughs> Have you have you watched this film with an audience? What's that? What's that been like for you? Definitely, yeah. I I it's it, I definitely think as a comedy, especially a broad comedy, it's it's meant to be seen with other people, and I love watching comedies in theaters. And and part of the reason we wrote this is because we missed seeing comedies in theaters at the frequency that w- that we did growing up. Yes, I've been fortunate enough to see this to see Bottoms with an audience a, f- a handful of times now especially at film festivals like it's always so fun but i've snuck into a couple just regular <laughs> screenings at, at movie theaters in in new york and la and that's been fun as well to just sort of watch a regular audience react to it yeah it's very it's it, it's very rewarding i think that's what it's all about isn't it all that hard work and the years of like writing and production then actually the payoff is seeing it they are seeing what people think of it and i guess yeah. if you can slip into the back of a theater uh, yes. That must be quite fun. I'm Maybe a little bit spying. scary as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just sort of looking at everyone watching the movie. <laughs> I like to sit in the back. <laughs> I haven't done it that many times. Now I sound creepy, but I would to- if I was making a film, I would totally do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd love to know, so y- y- you co-wrote the script with your star of the film, Rachel Sennett, uh, who also starred in, in Shiver Baby. Uh, I'd just love to know, you know, sort of going way back, you know, what was the, the sort of the germ of, of this idea and, and how did you end up writing with Rachel? I loved working with Rachel so much on the short film for Shiver Baby, which is where we met. And she, at the time, was doing stand-up comedy all over New York and was writing really hilarious sketches on her own. And I think I witnessed that, one, she's an incredibly talented actor to work with. Two, she's hilarious. And three, she's incredibly ambitious and hardworking. And so we immediately just wanted to work together in another way by writing together. And I had a handful of ideas, but uh, my only comedy one was a version of this, yeah, which was just like a high school sex comedy, but for queer girls. And Rachel just was like, okay, great. And I knew I wanted fighting somehow to be involved or some sort of hero element to it. And that was the germ. And it's so easy writing with Rachel and sort of figuring out the rest of, I don't know, the idea because she just writes so freely. What does the you know your writing room look like? Is it you know lots of post-its around? Are you both on laptops? How do, <laughs> how do, how do you sort of form the, the story when you're working together? I'd say like the first few months maybe maybe on and off the for the first couple years we were in sort of like a room with a big whiteboard where Mm -hmm. we just wrote whatever we wanted on onto it especially when we were first figuring out the movie so any scenes or ideas we had you know bomb goes off (laughs) or like i i don't know anything as detailed as like she says this line here or yeah something like bomb um (laughs) uh, was just thrown onto the board and generally then we wrote it in a lot of coffee shops and it was just often Rachel pacing around pitching jokes <laughs> and me trying to sort of r- type it all up as quickly as I could. Yeah, that was kind of our process. 
That sounds really free, and it must be quite fun actually, just to sort of have that time with you know you and Rachel shooting ideas out. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was so much fun, and I was writing Shiva Baby at the same time, and that was a very different process because I was sort of like alone, trying to pull from sort of traumatic personal experiences and make it even more anxious and sort of disturbing and. And then I was writing this with Rachel. It was very different. <laughs> oh, wow, that's, yeah, that's kind of a nice, you know, sort of, you, know, you got something something for you both to, when you're on your own, you've got something to keep you busy too. <laughs> yes, yeah, there's a balance for yeah. sure. No rest, though, no, not for you. <laughs> <laughs> no. When you were, when you were writing this, were you, were you going back to like classic high school comedies and, and like watching for like homework or were mm. you sort of keen to sort of keep those to one side and really just focus on your story? That's a good question. I mean, I, there were some that I stayed away from because I just knew they already were such huge influences on the movie that I didn't want to start copying them. Mm. That was, that was super bad. And I did rewatch American Pie. I think super bad was the one that I was like, this is so sort of the kind of movie that we're trying to create where that movie didn't care at all about I don't know that that movie really allowed those characters to be so shitty and <laughs> awful, especially Jonah Hill's character mm. and so flawed and so horny. And I, I just, I, you know, I, I didn't, that was the model. So I didn't rewatch that, uh, but I, I did try to rewatch as many other ones as I could for the, honestly, at the very least, like just the pleasure of rewatching them and remembering why I love teen movies so much. So I, I went through, quite a lot and I eventually sort of had to stop I also didn't rewatch Mean Girls mm. because I felt like that was also a huge influence in a way that I didn't want to start dissecting and copying I think things like Mean Girls and Superbad for a lot of people uh, you know like they, they just sort of live rent-free in people's yes. brains because they've been seen so often yes. um, and and yeah probably good to sort of steer away even though y you could probably remember the entire movie anyway totally, <laughs> totally. yeah exactly yeah that's a great way to put it. And uh, I, I mean, I found this film was such a joy to watch. I, I think you get such great performances from your cast. I love an ensemble cast. And you've got, you know, everybody has a moment. And, and as we're talking, there's a poster behind you. And I'm just sort of looking at all of the great <laughs> actors that are in this film. Did you have anyone in mind when you were writing? Because it, it does feel like the dialogue is written for your cast members. <laughs> Io was always in mind for Josie. Uh, Rachel and her did a lot of comedy together in university and hosted comedy shows and did sketches together so we always had Io in mind and uh, that was before she blew up and became <laughs> who she who she is now so that was there and then I think we imagined someone we did we Kaya Gerber was sort of on our list of people to consider for Isabel and Brittany because we were thinking about someone who has this sort of like persona where people perceive her to be I don't know, just like the sort of awful things that people, you know, I don't know, are critical. Yeah, just the persona people put onto models of like mm. dumb and hot and I don't know, whatever. But, but we knew Kaya sort of had so much depth and, and is so smart. <laughs> so she was sort of in mind. But, you know, there was quite a lot of improvising. So I think that for anyone that seems like it was written, the dialogue was written for them, you know, they just sort of probably created it, especially for Io and Marshawn. We did not have uh, someone like Marshawn in mind at all when we were writing, and he totally just made it his own, <laughs> which I'm so grateful for. 
you do that great thing at the end of the film. Uh, I don't think it's a spoiler, but during the credits, there's some sort of outtakes and <laughs> alternate takes, and I love those things. When DVDs were a thing, you know, we'd always have yes. like the blooper reel and alternate takes. Uh, so it's nice to see filmmakers sort of put those into end credits. But yeah, I guess that gives the audience a little bit of a hint of maybe what it was like when, sh when shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I miss blooper reels. I miss DVD special features so much. So I fought hard to, to sort of have that <laughs> blooper end credit sequence and include sort of all the little bits. Not even all, like uh, the 2% of all the little <laughs> bits that we had to scratch. Yeah. Let's go somewhere new. See worlds we've never seen before. So that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. You know, sort of like with the improvisation, especially, and having this ensemble cast, did you do anything to sort of get the cast to know each other? Did you have a rehearsal period? Or what, what did it look like before you started shooting? They bonded quite quickly in the sort of stunt training. I mean, yeah, like we hosted a like a dinner and you know I wasn't too worried about them getting along just because Rachel and I were already so close and I don't know I didn't think too hard about it but everyone everyone we cast was so lovely mm. and so kind and and supportive of me as a younger filmmaker and so so I think they bonded quite a lot in stunt training that immediately just put them in close <laughs> physical proximity <laughs> yeah and then we kind of just jumped into it. Uh, yeah, high school genre is 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 it's a it's a well trodden sort of ground, and it's just, it's so popular. I don't think we've ever seen High School Fight Club uh, <laughs> before. And, and speaking of the stunt training, like it really goes there. <laughs> it's not sort of a tokenistic thing. Like we're really in in it on, on that sort of combat stuff. Did you always plan on the film to sort of like you know lean quite heavily into this and and see the comedy and I guess like the actual physicality of of the High School Fight Club? <laughs> Totally. I think that that's always what we intended, especially, you know, in writing out some of these sequences from the very first draft. However, there's a difference between having fun in a coffee shop and writing that, oh, they, they kick ass <laughs> and that's it. And then actually <laughs> achieving that with, you know, my cinematographer and, and with the stunt coordinator and the cast. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I think once it came to actually shooting it, then I had to make the decision if to you know if I, I didn't even make the decision, but that's when I became aware that we were actually going there with the stunts and and the sort of amount of violence that we had. And it's I mean uh, it's it's really inventive, and you do um you know one of my favorite things in a film is a montage, and you've got a really fun you know sort of scene of of the Fight Club like you know sort of stepping up uh, there. How did you you sort of know what you wanted to include in that and? And, and what would be funny, you know, for the audience to watch when, when doing those scenes? I think I wanted to show an evolution of how good they became or, or sort of how into it they were getting. And I, I wanted to make sure to establish off the top that this was going to be a realistic portrayal of people who actually, you know, have no idea how to fight. And especially for Josie and PJ that are claiming, you know, they're claiming to be experts because they went to juvie, um, <laughs> you know, or they're saying that that's not true. I wanted to show them getting better and better or more confident in their fighting, not necessarily more coordinated, but, you know, having more fun and, mm. and sort of letting out their angst. 
in a kind of fight club <laughs> style. Yeah, that that was important. I think in the end also it helped sort of bring the audience in slowly to sort of the amount of violence that we were going to eventually <laughs> be throwing in their face, which I didn't think about that before, but that probably helped us a little bit because people don't expect to to see th- this amount of blood maybe in in a, a sort of teen sex comedy. <laughs> it's quite uh I mean I think the third act is is wonderful. I won't want to spoil anything, but um it really goes to some places. It must have <laughs> been quite fun to say, like, no we're going to take this seriously like it's going to be quite graphic. There's going to be some blood. <laughs> yeah, totally. That was something we needed to repeat sort of often. I mean, not with the the makeup person, our Natalie, our, our makeup artist. I mean, I, she said, how much blood? And I said, this much and <laughs> this color. And she said, great, cool. But then I think for everyone else, we were like, these are real stunts. Like, they, I, I don't know what people thought we were going to be doing, but we had to say, yeah, this is going to take time. And, you know, we are actually trying to make it look real. And we didn't use stunt doubles. We, we did once for Ruby in, in her sequence earlier in the movie. Mm. But, um, yeah, so that was, uh, it was fun. It was exciting to do, yeah. One of the pleasures of watching this in the in the cinema was to hear this film as well. And you've got some great needle drops on the soundtrack. <laughs> I was wondering, uh, did, those, did those come to mind when you're writing? Or is that sort of much later when you're editing the film? Those sort of suggestions come up? <laughs> Some of them came in the writing process, you know, without, yeah, some, some of them did. Uh, I think our, our two montage songs did. And then, you know, uh, Charlie XCX, you know, scored the movie with, with Leo Bernberg. So I was just imagining her songs everywhere. Mm. And with the one actual sort of Charlie song that's in the movie, that, that was one that I imagined in that spot since we were writing. But then there's another song during sort of a sequence where the girls are getting revenge that came later in the edit i didn't originally imagine that being a sort of montage like sequence or set piece i i just thought it was going to be a regular scene and and i didn't imagine music at all so that came later yeah oh nice well it was uh, i say it was it was so much fun to watch in the big screen i'm really glad it's getting a uk cinema release uh, can't Me recommend too. people <laughs> <laughs> i think it's like perfect for a friday saturday night you know something to see with a big group of friends and yeah, I can imagine the cinemas being sort of yeah quite a, a joyous place to be <laughs> when Bottoms is screening. Thank <laughs> you, thank you. I I hope so. Friday or Saturday, recommend. <laughs> Have a few drinks sure. beforehand. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all good. But thank you so much for talking to us, Emma, thank and best of luck for the film. Thank <laughs> you.